this is episode number 20, ladies and gentlemen. And if you guys don't know what the Clubhouse is all about, make sure to listen to episode number one on Spotify of the Clubhouse podcast to know what the Clubhouse is all about, what the features of Clubhouse is, and like what we tr- want to try to bring out to the listeners here in the Clubhouse. So don't forget to follow our Instagram, Facebook, and Spotify to get some exclusive updates and ex- exclusive clips. We also have big announcements coming soon, so don't miss, a- miss out on that one. But before we begin, my name is Miguel Mendoza, and I'm with... Zach Pena. So today, we actually have an individual who isn't in any specific industry yet. She's still a student, but then she actually has a lot of experience in different fields. So she's actually a, yes, what I said, a full-time student. She's a Red Bull student marketeer. She's a business development associate in Velocity Sports and Entertainment. She is also a F1 News and Features contributor for Spin.ph. She is also a full scholar at the National University of Singapore's Enterprise Summer Program in Entrepreneurship. And she has published articles in various local and international media publications. Everybody, please welcome Bea Havate. Hi, Bea. Hi, Bea. Hi, Miguel. <laughs> thank, you for, thank you so much for being here. Thank you as well for inviting me. Yeah. So, Bea, how have you been with all these internships that you've been joining? Uh, well, I wouldn't really say that I'm tired because I really like what I'm doing. So, mm-hmm. I'd say that through these internships, I've been getting lots of insights and it has definitely helped me in discerning on what career I would want to take or what, what career path I'd want to follow in the future. Yeah. Okay. So why did you choose to go into multiple internships? Like, do you suggest also people to go into multiple internships while they're like in college or like maybe even if you're in high school? Okay, so I'll just do like a quick backstory as to how I started interning. So okay. I started the summer before 11th grade so I was around 16 that time and this is because I was moving to a different school for senior high school and I had a five to six month break since the school that I went to didn't really have like the same academic calendar as the school that I was moving to so since I had so much free time (laughs) I felt that okay why not spend it in a more productive way and in a way that I would also be learning through that experience. So mm-hmm. and that's how I started. And I stopped after, I stopped during my senior year because I felt that I wanted to focus more on school and college applications. And then I started interning again when my sophomore year started. Wow. I wish I did internships when I was in grade 11. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you started pretty early. Like from what I know, internships, like pre-pandemic, people would, um, get into internships when they're like third year college. Yeah. Yeah. Then, also, yeah. yeah at, at that time, I actually found it hard to look for specific internships because, yeah, like what you mentioned, some people usually start their internships around third year or fourth year in college. And at that time, I also wasn't of legal age yet. <laughs> and usually, when with companies, like they'd ask that, oh, you must be at least 18 years old. So I was 16 and it was for a media publication. So I, I think it's not as strict with age and degree requirements when you apply for media internships. So yeah, that was how I got my first one at sixteen. What did you do? In, what do you do in like media internships? Like, are you a content writer or like do you handle their social media? What do they? What do you do there? Okay, so when the internship, I, the first internship I had was for 
a fashion magazine under Summit Media. So yeah, what I was assigned to do was mainly doing feature writing, and then I'd also assist in the office. So yeah, but it was mostly content writing. Okay. Wait, so you started when like you were grade 11. So at that time, with, with internships, was it like, like on-site? Or was it still like online, in an online setting? It was a mix of both. A mix of both. I was also pretty lucky that the school I went to for senior high, the schedule was a bit more flexible in comparison to like other high schools. Because it wasn't really a high school, it was a college. And then the senior high, well, there's their senior high programs integrated into their college program already. So schedule was pretty flexible. And the office was also near my school. So I could just go there whenever I didn't have any classes. But my actual schedule for that internship was, since we also didn't have classes every Wednesday in my senior high school, I would go to the office every Wednesday. And then the rest of my tasks would be just output-based. Okay, makes sense. How, how, many, how many internships have you done so far? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like a lot? <laughs> I say around... Okay... Can you like name them? Can you name them? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, like whatever you remember, because it seems like a lot. <laughs> uh, I think I did around five or five, five to six. Five, five to six. six. Yeah. Okay. And did you do that like at the same time, or like you had to time them properly? Uh, okay. So the first few internships I've had, since they were all for media publications, and then the others weren't really internships; they were more of contributor work. So I didn't really have to like go there all the time. I just had to really submit output to them. So it's just the recent internships that I've had that I was able to do it simultaneously. Although I wouldn't really recommend to like do your internships at the same time unless yeah. you have lots of free time. <laughs> but as long as you feel that you're able to manage it and as long as you feel that you're also learning and enjoying along the way, then why not if you think that you could do it? Definitely. And when it comes to like choosing a specific internship, because I think some people have trouble choosing like what industry they should go to because they're not sure on what to do yet. But I think that's the point of joining an internship. It's to know what you're good at. So were you able to find what you're passionate about? So far with the five to six internships yeah. that you had. Uh, I'd say that, yeah, it was, it was able to really help me with determining like what career path I do want to follow in the future. Because even before entering college, I've always known that I wanted to get into the media and communications industry. But it wasn't just, it wasn't until recently that I figured, you know what, maybe I should try getting into PR and marketing because not only am I learning about it through school, but I was also able to learn about it through the internship experiences that I've had. So anyway, yeah, it, it has really helped me in, this, in my discernment process. Yeah, well, I think, I think you're in the right course also because everything you mentioned, marketing, writing, communication, exactly. <laughs> it's yeah. all yeah, under context. Yeah. So it's really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what are, the, what are the pros and cons of going into different internships from your experiences? Well, I guess the main pro would be you gain lots of experience already. And I think that that would be super helpful if you're going to apply for the required internships. Because 
not sure how it is for other courses, but for contact, we're supposed to take a required internship the summer before our senior year. So I feel that, that having experience already prior to that would be super helpful. And another pro would be that in a way I was already getting exposed into, the, into these various industries and it has really helped me as well in knowing what do you really want to do in the future. But I guess I don't really say that it's a con because I, mean, I really like what I'm doing and I'm learning a lot. So I'm okay with handling like, all, or balancing all of these things at the same time. But yeah, I feel that a con would be you wouldn't really have as much free time as you would want to. And mm-hmm. like, that has happened to me. That I, had to, I haven't had that much free time like in the past, when especially when we still had a full load semester. Because I remember my first sem sophomore year, I had 26 units. Wow. I remember correctly <laughs> around that number of units. So it was pretty hard to balance. But I mean, I mean, like what I said, I really liked what I was doing. So I didn't really feel that it was work. And I feel that I didn't really miss out. Although I would have wanted to, of course, like hang out with my friends more. Shout out. They know. <laughs> 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 shout like, out, shout out. I would have hang out with them more, like, even online through Discord. But yeah, I guess that's a point. You wouldn't really have as much free time. Yeah, and I think it all comes down to proper time management and knowing your priorities and your setting your goals. Because I think obviously, if you want to have a lot of good experiences, there are going to be some things that you have to sacrifice. And that can be like time with friends or for leisure. And I think yeah. it's good that you're able to find something that you want to do as a career at the same time. You enjoy doing it. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So I, I want to add a side note lang because I think the education system, like if the teachers or professors are listening, I think you guys should give like opportunities to grade 11 and 12 students to have like an internship work. Like at least like one like experience lang throughout high school because other schools, that's what they, like other schools started doing that. They actually gave internship opportunities for grade 12 students i'm not gonna mention the school anymore but they mentioned like that they told me that they have like these types of internships at grade 12 but Atenea, so, <laughs> if you're listening please like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah um, it was it was it would be super helpful yeah like you yeah. mentioned for high school students because i think that i would also help them in knowing whether or not the course that they're finding yeah exactly they would yeah. want to study because it would be four years. So at least like hope that you guys are studying the course that you really want to. Yeah. And and like grade 11 and 12, like the point of grade 11 and 12 is to prepare you for college. So I think having an internship in grade 11 and 12 will really help you, you know, like maximize your time and effort when you're in college already, right? Yeah. So 100%. at an education, if you're listening, please. Like, <laughs> 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 Yeah, so, like, from your experiences and internships, like, would you recommend people, like, now, this, like, whoever's listening right now, to start an internship and find an internship already? Like, during the pandemic? I'd say go for it if you feel that it's something you could really give your time and energy to. Because you know how, since everything's online now, you feel even more drained than usual. I don't know how it is, like, if you guys feel the same way. But for me personally, I feel more drained online, like doing online classes and going through going through like synchronous classes. 
compared to how it was when we had classes on site. Because I don't mm-hmm. know, I feel like now, like, I don't know, I find it more tiring. <laughs> but well, I never experienced college on site yet. Both of us. But yeah, because like we before, you'd have something to look forward to after class. Like you'd be able to spend time with your friends. So you'd have something to really look forward to at the end of the day, even though you've gone through like, stressful classes. But now it's just really everything's online. So you really have to know what you'd want to give your energy to and what you'd feel that you'd be able to commit a hundred percent or like at least just your time and energy to So when it comes to like what you said, you also really love spending time with your friends and because there's there it's something that you really look forward to. But now in an online setting, you're kind of all alone, like you know, in your room. There's Discord. <laughs> There's Discord, yeah. So, so how do you how do you balance your time knowing that you still have to study and then you have these internships to work on, but at the same time you also wanna spend time with the people who make you happy? Well, for me personally, I feel that when I got more busy, that was when I was able to really manage my time in a better way compared to how I managed it before. Because now I really have to follow a strict schedule. Like, I wouldn't really say it's super strict. But, for example, if I know that I have to do something for school at this specific day, then I give myself one to two days in advance as my internal deadline. And then, if ever, like, shows of course there would be stuff that would be unavoidable that could affect that schedule so at least I'd have one to two days to be able to do it before the actual deadline so yeah I, I really schedule everything that's like, good even, that's really good even with hanging out with friends like I tell them in advance that oh I could only do like this day which is sometimes I feel really bad because I don't want them to keep adjusting to me and I feel bad that oh like it's always me who has to like they have to adjust to but then I'm really blessed as well that my friends are super duper supportive and really just understanding so again shout out Dana <laughs> <laughs> shout out Dana because we'll have you here yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you mentioned time management because that's something that Zach and I always mention here like in every episode actually we always mention to the listeners that you should learn how to prioritize and manage your time better because that's I think those are two very like great aspects that you'll need also in the future. So when you're doing when you're young and you have you want to accomplish a lot of things, I think it's very important that you have these two um, values. Hundred percent. So I wanna I wanna ask you about your because Zach mentioned your credentials and it stated Formula One. So I wanna get into like your Formula One internship. I've, this is like a fun question. <laughs> have you ever since you work in Formula One? Have you ever like spoken to the racers? Like any racer? <laughs> <laughs> but like it's not, not really an internship that's directly under F1 but yeah. you know how in sports in some news publications like you get to cover a specific sport and since I just work like as a contributor for this uh, media publication this local media publication then I'm the one who covers the, all of their Formula 1 news coverage or features and then I also try to come up with articles that I feel Filipino fans would yeah. like and would be able to identify themselves with. Yeah. Filipino F1 fans have been growing, especially because of the Netflix show. Like, everyone's watching it. Zach and I started watching it also, I think, this year. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Ferrari. Like, <laughs> 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 I 
No, but Red Bull is really good. Like, props to Red Bull. Yeah, they've gotten so much better this year. I feel also with their reliability. Like, their reliability issues last year, they were able to uh, fix that this year and really give a competitive car that could hopefully, I don't want to jinx it, but hopefully, (laughs) give Max the championship. Max is so good. He's like so really good. He's like the best. Wait, just an, just an outside question. Like, since Bea, you've been writing articles about F1, so I'm pretty sure you'd know more than an average person who watches F1. Like, with, like, the mindset or the knowledge that you have. Like, who do you think is, you know, in the constructors? Constructors, not, not drivers. Okay. Constructors. Um... No bias, or no bias. Okay, no bias, huh? no bias. But, I mean, well, Mercedes has been really through Bananic throughout the if this if they've been this year they will be their eighth championship already. Yeah. So you have that. But then I feel like both teams have a strong lineup. Like okay, some people might not see Bottas as a <laughs> shout out Bottas. You think of them as a good driver. But he's a good team player. And I feel that if you want to win the constructors, then you would need a team that would be there for each other and would really support. Like I'm really sorry about us, but he <laughs> might not finish as he as second in the standings or third or fourth. Yeah. I mean I'm hoping he finishes at least for it because mm-hmm. first fifth because I want Lando to get P3 or 4th but that could be crucial for the championship battle although Perez is also really really good so especially improved so now, much ever since he moved to Red Bull. exactly like even last year remember when he got into like he went back to P20 and then he got first year, he got first so I feel that with the right car, with the one that he has now, it's a really, really good, really, really fast car. I feel that he'd be able to help out as well. So, if Max and, well, okay, both Red Bull drivers did not finish outside of the points, or yeah, because they didn't get that result that they had in the British GP, I feel that Red Bull would have easily cruised through the championship. But, I don't know, like now they just have four points. No, not four, but yeah, yeah, they have like it's close now. Yeah. Between them. So like it's hard to say. I I'd want to root for Red Bull, not working <laughs> there. But like, I I generally feel that they have a really strong chance this year. But we'll never because yeah, we didn't really expect what would happen in Silverstone, but it, it happened. Yeah. So I, I want to give a message to Daniel Ricardo if you're listening. <laughs> like, I, like everyone loves you. And I hope you move faster. Like, <laughs> like everyone loves Daniel, but he's just like, like always in the middle, right? Like, I don't want to. I mean, Ricardo's really, really good, and he's a proven yeah. race winner. But I feel that if he could just adjust a bit faster to right. McLaren, yeah. then that would really help them with their fight against Ferrari. Because Ferrari can yeah. easily catch up 
if, yeah. for example, Ricardo wouldn't finish in points in the next race and yeah. both Ferrari drivers would, then that they could easily get P3. Yeah, my, my suggestion for Daniel Ricardo is you have to be more aggressive, like, honestly. <laughs> I think he's kind of like scared. <laughs> 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 okay, how about Ferrari? What do you think about Ferrari? Because I love Ferrari ever since I was young. Like, all my toy cars here are Ferrari. So, do you think they're playing the long game? Like, both of their play, both of their racers are young, right? So, I think what Ferrari, their, their mindset is they're going for the long run. What do you think? Well, for this year, I mean, they have, they both, they have really good drivers. So, yeah. I feel like it would be a close battle for P3. But, well, McLaren's bringing new upgrades to the yeah. next race, which is on this Sunday, if you guys want to watch. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's this Sunday. And they're bringing new upgrades, so I feel that that would help them a lot. But I don't know as well. Like Anything could happen, although I'm really rooting for McLaren. Hopefully, Ricardo finds his way around the car a lot, a lot faster. But also, I'm kind, I was kind of worried for signs because... Well, you have Mick Schumacher in Haas, yeah. and he's a Ferrari driver. He's yeah. part of the Ferrari driver academy. So, I'm not sure how like how that's going to play out in the next few years. Mm-hmm. But I do hope to see Sainz succeed in Ferrari as well because I he really deserves it. And same goes for yeah. Charles. Like, Charles has been an amazing driver ever since. I so, agree. yeah, I know the new regulations next year, which would make racing a lot not really equal but it will be a tighter battle now for everyone i feel that charles might have a chance next year for the championship but i mean it could be anyone's game right. last question do you think george russell should replace both last or like do you think william should go <laughs> williams are hats like <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay, hot take, but I actually want George to stay in Williams. Like, you want him to stay lot, in Williams? Like, a lot of people would not agree with me, but okay, hear me out. Like, since there would be new regulations introduced starting next year. For like the I engine? It, is this? Yeah, like, I cars? feel that. And even with their budget, it was already cost cap. So that would make like, the battles a lot like, tighter Fair, than this yeah. year. And because this year you could definitely see a huge gap between yeah. the front runners and those at the back. But I don't know, I feel that I would want George to succeed in Williams before he moves to Mercedes. Or like I just want him I just want to see him shine in Williams a bit more than how he's currently doing. I mean he's already known as Mr. Saturday and he's proven himself within Formula One and in his team. But I don't know, I feel like I'd rather see him win in the Williams win than in, Williams. in Mercedes. But it's a hot okay. take. A lot of people would not agree with me. But yeah, yeah, I'd also I, say I he should replace feel that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I mean, if... I don't know. You know how with Nico Rosberg and Lewis Hamilton, they clashed because they were both so hungry for yeah. the championship. When they were and in the then, same, yeah. I'm not sure how it would be for George. Like, I feel maybe for the first piece. Oh, makes sense. Play, like, the second driver role. But he's also hungry for a championship as well, or for a win, at least. So, uh, we'll never know. But, yeah. Makes I, sense, I, makes I, sense. <laughs> well, yeah. 
I have one last F1 question. Last, <laughs> promise that. Like, uh, for, to everyone listening, because I'm sure a lot of people are confused also with Haas and Williams. Like, also, me, like, what? like, what's up with their, like, how come they're not moving? <laughs> like, they're always in the last. Like, is it because of their engine or like, their racing? <laughs> okay. um, but, well, for Williams, they don't really have that big of a budget compared to other teams, especially with, actually, Ferrari has the biggest budget, which is why lots of people are giving them so much flack, because, they have such a huge budget already, but then they're not able to. They're not able to win these yeah. races. And with Williams, I feel that next year, though, yeah, with the budget cap, I it would be a better season for them. But perhaps uh, they already have the budget thanks to Mazepin. But I think <laughs> yeah, they didn't. They're not spending. Like they already admitted that, that they're not doing anything like you're not going to do any upgrades for their 2021 car like all of your focus would be on 2022 and same goes for other teams like i know for ferrari they're also focusing a lot more on their 2022 car so yeah i i just hope though that with has like at least mick hopefully gets to yeah. or q3 maybe but yeah this season wouldn't really be a big season for both yeah, shout out Gunther. Like. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> so yeah, we're supporting you. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually really impressed that you have so much knowledge when it comes to F1, yeah. and it makes sense because you you work under the their media, so you have to like write about them. So that's really good. Oh, yeah. I feel also because if you open my YouTube, that's all you're gonna see. Like the videos are all just. It's like, trying to understand the sport more beyond what we just see on TV and like, reading articles as well because that would also help me in like what you mentioned writing about them and understanding how the race would go because every end of the race then I'd submit my recap or sorry, my commentary to that race and you know, like I feel that if I just stuck with watching then I wouldn't be able to give as comprehensive of review as I would want to. So it's really it would also really help if you also watch explainer videos. There's there's lots of good channels on YouTube like the race. Yeah, that's a lot. Uh Donut Media also has really good yeah. uh F1 explainer videos. Uh Tomo F1. Yeah so just basically on YouTube you could search a lot about F1 yeah. and under so so when it comes right right your main like deliverable in these internships is writing for this for spin because it's not really an internship it's more of contributor work so i really just submit and then i give them my pitches as well like what articles would i want to write about next with regards to f1 so it's mostly writing and then for like the other internships that i have currently they're more on managing well for velocity it's more on managing their social media and doing a bit of market research for them. And then for Red Bull, it's mostly sales related. So yeah, they're in all in different fields. That's good. So for so for that, do you still undergo like some sort of training when you get into these internships or do they expect you already to know what to do? Well they well okay that's a good thing because they don't really expect that I know everything. So they still do, of course, they do, do onboarding, they do training, especially Red Bull, they do undergo lots of training and onboarding stuff. 
And then for Velocity, they're also really open with me uh, understanding more when it comes to marketing and partnerships within the sports and entertainment industry. So they also allow me to like sit in a couple of meetings so that I'd be able to understand more what they Yeah. For, for someone who doesn't know how to get into an internship, like they really want to, but they don't know how, is there a step-by-step process on how someone can like update an internship or like get an internship from a company? I think it also depends on the industry that you want to get an internship in. Like, for example, with media publications, how I got my first internship was I literally just looked for the contact details, like the email address of all of these publications that I would want to write for. So I just emailed them my portfolio, I made a resume, but my resume was honestly just high school stuff, like stuff I did in high school. Yeah. Or yeah. I think I even added some grade school stuff, which is <laughs> relevant, but it was at that time, because I didn't really have other stuff to put. But yeah, emailing, reaching out to companies in the media industry would help. And then like, if you have already a portfolio that you could show so that they would know how you work, like how your outputs would look like. And then for other internships, you well, LinkedIn has been really helpful as well. Like, that was how I got my internship with Velocity currently. And then joining groups like for Ateneo, we have Ateneo Jobs and Internships. And that was how I found out about Red Bull, like your opening and all of my other internships after that. So I guess for me, like a tip that I could give would be to network because that would really help a lot. And to just either email them or to look for openings in groups yeah. online. When it, when it comes to the resume part, what would be like your your tip on making a resume? Because I know some people make resumes and they just fill it up thinking that, oh, I have a lot of stuff to put. I'll put everything. But some companies just prefer to have like, you know, specific, straightforward information. Like CVs. Keep everything under one page. Just relevant information. Because for some recruiters, they don't really like going through a lot of pages and seeing things that aren't really relevant. Like, for example, if I added stuff that I did in high school in my current resume or stuff like that in grade school, like what I did when I started applying, that would really be relevant for them. So just try to put things that are also related to what you're applying for. Like, I know some people have specific resumes or CV that would cater to that specific industry they're trying to get into. Like, if they want to get into an FMCG company, then they would put relevant experiences. Or if they want to get into, let's say, sales, then they're going to put relevant experiences that are only related to sales. So yeah, you could do that. Like you could make a resume that's specific, that's industry specific. But generally for me, I just submit everything under one page. And keep the font small. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, yeah, actually. <laughs> but I'm not sure if that would be advisable. But for me, I just put... And I also describe what I do, but in a way that it's... I think I'd hear my voice, like figuratively hear my voice in how I would describe the work. Because I feel that also if you would just write stuff based on how it's described online, they wouldn't really feel that you understood what you were doing. So I think if you try to write whatever you did in a way that you understood it as well, then that would also be helpful. 
Yeah, I, I like that um, suggestion where you put the, like for example, you're applying for a certain job in an internship. Like you, you emphasize on that specific role and like your past experiences with it. Yeah, like that one. Yeah. And then what are, what are okay, go. Go Zach. When when it comes to the interview portions, if in any case, um, internships do have interviews, and then let's say they have a question and you're not really sure on the answer, would you suggest to just be brutally honest and say, I don't know, or are you more of like um, let's make baller or something. <laughs> Fake it till you make it or something. <laughs> I mean, actually, for some people, but before I admit that that was what I would do, like I would tell them what I feel that they would want to hear. But a tip that I got from, because I had an interview a couple months ago and the recruiter told, like I asked the recruiter afterwards, like for feedback, on how I did or like what or her thoughts after our conversation. And then she also mentioned that and I also asked her for interview tips that in the future like I could apply them as well. But she mentioned that recruiters would know if you're just faking or if you're just saying stuff that they would want to hear. So as much as possible, just really be honest and like I mean, I'm not sure how it is for other companies, but some companies would want that, you know, everything. But I feel that especially if you're applying as an intern, that shouldn't be the case because that's why you're taking internships in the first place so that you would know how the industry works or so that you would know, you'd be able to pick up these skills from the said companies. So for the company that I had an interview with a couple of months ago, she did mention that I should just be honest. Like, for example, if I don't know something, then just tell them and say that, it's something I would work on and something that I would really learn more about so that I'd be able to know it as well. But currently, it's something that I could say I'm not very confident about. So just be, just be honest. Because it would also show as well. Like, for example, you'd say that you're super proficient in Excel and then your first task for you would be to do something that you would really know. <laughs> <laughs> so it would be Wait, hard. Yeah. yeah, so honesty is really the best policy. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. So, in terms of internships, like, what are some expectations that one should, you know, expect when they're doing an internship already? I'd say, well, for me, going into these internships, I actually thought that oh, I'd have to know everything. But in reality, I mean, well, I guess I was just lucky with the internships I've had. But they didn't really expect that I would know everything already. Like, they were all super patient with me as well. But I guess also just be sure to ask questions, ask a lot, like all of the questions that you, and all of the, like just ask about stuff that you would want to know about the industry, about the company, because this could be a company that you would be working in in the future and be spending a lot of your time in. So just really get to know it. And for me personally, I, well, I didn't really expect that I'd, I really liked it. I was doing so. I didn't really expect that I would enjoy this much. I guess also, but another thing would be oh, you could also. Some people wouldn't think that internships would be as manageable, but your boss is just really be honest with your boss and tell them if you have to do stuff for school or if you have like if like be honest with your schedule as well because they're yeah. gonna be really flexible with it. And I guess to add as well. 
your time in the internship would usually just be around two to three months and it would go by really, really quickly. So make the most out of it and really try to get as much experience and as much understanding from that. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned um, all of these things because I feel like people think of an internship as you're w- really working there. But I feel like internship is f- like for you to learn and like for you to actually know what you want to do. And I like that you mentioned like people should ask questions because I like I, I want to tell everyone listening that it's better to ask questions than to never know the answer at all, right? So it's like don't be scared to ask questions, especially if it's your boss or you know any anyone around your friends, your family. Don't don't be scared to ask questions because it's better to know the answer than to never know it at all. It's true. And also, since you mentioned about school, I think we can go into that topic of college. So for me personally, I see college as I mean, like, it's like your last four years of, I guess, your teen life. And after that, like, you're going to be focusing already on your career, you know, setting up, you know, your financial foundation. So what would would be your advice when it comes to school? Like, would you say study hard all the time, get that, get honors? Or like, how, how, how would you balance or see college? Well, I see college as a learning experience. I mean, school in general is a learning experience. But for me, college is the time to just discover more about yourself. And it's really the time wherein you would know or at least have an idea of what you would want to do in the future. So really just try to immerse yourselves, yourself in these experiences. And at the same time, just don't forget to have one as well. Because like what you mentioned, these are your last couple of years before you go into the real world and already be working, which is the time that you'd have to be super serious about everything already. But I mean, with college, of course, you should still take it seriously. Like, try to learn as much as you can. And because it wouldn't really be good as well if you're just there to get good grades, but not really learn anything. So... I say it's definitely a learning experience and it's the time for you to discover more about yourself. Yeah, I like that. And like for me, college is like where you get your foundations for the real world also. So yeah, I vouch. You just like everyone listening, like you have to go or stay in college. <laughs> like because there, there are a lot of people who want to drop out. Kasi. So but then um like what my dad tells me, like when my mom tells me, it's like you should go to college. Like, as a way for you to meet people and, you know, learn what you want to do in the future. Like, all of these things. So, I feel like college is really the core or, like, the foundation of your f- future as well. But, you know, obviously, if you, people want to drop out, like, we can't stop you. But, yeah. again, like, go to college. Yeah. <laughs> also, for me, I wouldn't have the experiences that I've had before or even now. And I wouldn't meet the people that have really been helpful as well in my career journey if I didn't go to college or like if I took a different path so that's it I feel like everything just would fall into place so 100% so like for careers wise there are internships right I think for college the internships would be like joining orgs would you would you say that you're active in orgs I would say yes. <laughs> yeah, you're active. 
<laughs> like would you would you recommend org because i think when it comes to like yeah people in college there's internships and then there's org so obviously you really have to balance your time and choose what to do like what would you say is like the better option or you think it's also possible that, like, to balance both of them out i feel like it's possible to balance everything just really like what you mentioned earlier about time management just know what you want to prioritize and for me as well because before i feel that i did more than what i could do and i think i i mean i've joined lots of orgs during my sophomore year and at the same time i was also going through an internship and then i had crazy load for my first and second semester so it was i'd say not really good that i did all of those things like i feel also but now it has led me to knowing more about what i should prioritize and to into knowing what i would really want to dedicate my time and energy to like i feel like i keep mentioning that but it's really something that i've learned throughout the experiences i've had with internships in school and college in general that i should really just spend time doing things that i know i would really want to give my 110 or 100 or 110 percent to because i feel also that if you sign up for so many things like okay experience but then you're not really learning anything from it like you're just there for the title and for some people it, it wouldn't really be as value adding compared to if you go to an order if you do something and really give it your all so yeah, i feel it's manageable but just know what you would want to prioritize and really focus on Yeah, and like if someone like if you're in college or in high school and you're looking for an internship and you couldn't get to an internship or you couldn't find an internship, I think going through orgs or like, um, like spending your time in orgs is also a good way to learn. So yeah, yeah, and I also saw something on LinkedIn that's kind of related to it. Well, I feel old. Like LinkedIn's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I saw something on LinkedIn that was really kind of related to that and how for some people like if they can't get an internship or if They're too young to get internships. What they could do is to make something or start something or like join something that's not really internship and an internship and something that could be related to what you want to pursue. Like for example, if you want to get into writing and you couldn't really find an internship that's focused on that, then you could have then you could start a blog, then have that as your portfolio. Because at least when once you do apply, they'll already see output from you. And yeah. just that would also help you as well, getting to know other people within the industry. Like if you're able to connect with them in that way. Yeah, and to those listening who are in Ateneo High School, like if you're active in orgs, because there's there are orgs at Ateneo High School. Like um, I remember there was an investment org. There's also some other business orgs. If you actually learn a lot there, you can carry those to your internships and in, when you're in college. So it's like very helpful. As well. So so Bea, like. Since you're doing a lot of internships, you're finding your way like to what you actually want to do in the future. What do you plan to do after college? To be honest, I'm not really a hundred percent sure as to what I would really want. Like what job? Like you know, with some people, if you ask them, "Oh, what's your dream job?" Like they already have an answer. For me, I don't have anything specific. Like for some people, they might usually say, "Oh, I want to be a doctor. I want to be a lawyer." Yeah. For me, I feel that although I I'm kind of sure with the industry that I want, which is related to media and entertainment. Also, a bit of sports, like focusing more on motorsport. But I'm not entirely sure what 
specifically within that industry that I'd want to do. Although for sure it would be related to the media communications within that industry. Really good. So do you, do you have any like companies in mind that you would like to get into right after college? Well, I am setting my sights on a couple of PR agencies in the Philippines. I've talked to someone from an agency and to get that person to know that I'm interested in taking an internship with them next year for the required internship. So yeah, that's an, that's an agency that I would want to work in after I graduate. But then after that, I also want to take master's abroad. Like I want to take my master's abroad. So MBA? Um, something related to more media and communication. Okay. But yeah, um, it would be in, there's a company that I'm actually looking into because they handle the PR of Ferrari and the oh other Ferrari, shout out again, shout out Ferrari. That is this company abroad that handles it, and I made a couple of LinkedIn connections with people who work there. So something I could see myself doing in the future, hopefully, but yeah, like. Definitely in the PR agency, wouldn't that Did you did you did it ever cross your mind to start your own agency? Good question. Well, my friend and I discussed it before, but just like thinking about how like what it would be like if we started our own, because he's also really into video, the graphics as well, and then knowing like with the people that I know as well in Ateneo, like you could already build a team. Yeah. But I don't know, like, that's something that I could probably get into in the future, but definitely not anytime soon. Yeah. And, like, I want to let everyone know, to everyone listening, like, we also mentioned this in our special episode number three, that you don't really have to know, like, if you're young, like, you don't really have to know what you want to do because you're going to find it out, like, along the way. But, you know, just make sure, because, you know, for me, like, I want to tell people life's like a puzzle, right? So you have to really, like, know, like, in the future, along the way, you're gonna put these small pieces apart, and then eventually you'll find out what you want to do, what you're good at, and like if you can actually turn it into something that you know that will sustain you in life. So, it's fine if you don't know what you want to do yet, but make sure you keep your eye out on these things. Yeah, and I think to add to that, if in case you you don't know what what to do yet, I think while you're still young, like now is the best time to get as much experience as you can. Because I'd say, like, at this point, we have so much room for error still compared to if we still, if you do it, like, when we're, like, 30 or 40, right? So I'd, I'd suggest, like, if you're not sure what to do yet, get as much experience, go out there, um, get an internship or work or do yeah. whatever. Yeah. And, guys, that's what the clubhouse is here for. Like, that's why we're talking to different industry professionals. Exactly. We're, ta- we're, we're talking to a lot of people in different industries, different sectors. So, like, if you don't know what you want to do, you can go to the clubhouse and you can listen to the industry that you're interested in and see if, you're, if you like it. If not, then you can listen to other episodes, right? <laughs> yeah. So, if you get, if you, yeah, yeah. What do you guys do in clubhouse? Like, it would be super helpful for people who are you trying to figure out as well like what they would want to do in the future because at least like, they have an idea that oh this is what it's like working exactly this yeah yeah good job guys yeah that's why the clubhouse <laughs> is where people can go and like find what they're passionate about and then they can gain so much values and like what to expect in the different types of industries so we hope you guys share the clubhouse and everything you know <laughs> <laughs> yes and if you guys are 
interested in getting an internship. Perfect. Boom. You yeah, this, right is, this is the episode right here. Bea Havana. Yeah, Bea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so to, to wrap up, Bea, um, this is the question that we always ask all of our special guests here in the clubhouse. What is one advice that you'd like to give someone who's looking to get into an internship? Or like maybe an advice about life, anything. Okay. I'd say the general advice I could give would really be to take things one step at a time and to not pressure yourself. Although for me personally, that's still something that I'm working on because I feel that I, I was never pressured by my parents growing up. Like I never had any external pressures, mostly internal, that I felt that okay, I always had to be the best in everything that I would do. And I mean, there's nothing wrong with it, of course, but then you shouldn't really feel pressured to do your best. Like you should you should want to do your best because you would want to, like not because you feel like you have to prove something to other people. At the end of the day, the opinion of other the opinions of other people shouldn't really matter because what should matter more would be your opinion of yourself. So yeah, just take things one step at a time. If you see other people who are excelling or doing all of these things, you shouldn't really feel bad. Because everything would work out in its own time. So just relax as well. And yeah. Enjoy the process. <laughs> yeah, I really agree with what you said because in our past episodes also, we talked about how, yeah, there are going to be people who are quote-unquote ahead of you or are already established. But you shouldn't compare yourself to them because they have their own pace and you're running your own race. Like, You should yeah. just do what you do best and grind out on that. Yeah, Right on, Zach, right on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but so, you know, I, I I agree. I agree with what Zach and Bea said. Like you have to enjoy like, we like in our past episodes, we had this advice by our good friend Paeng. He mentioned don't take life too seriously. Then we had another advice from the real estate industry that enjoy the process and everything. And now we have Bea's advice. So yeah, like you guys should continue to enjoy life, but at the same time, make sure to find or be in the lookout for what you actually want to do in life, especially when you get older. So yeah. So yeah, thank you so much, Bea, for joining us here in the clubhouse. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So if you have any, I mean, if you want to shout out your social media where people can find you, your LinkedIn. Anything. Um, I guess for LinkedIn, you guys can connect with me. And then if you have any questions or industry specific or just about internships, like if if ever you want to know more about it, and I could help you with that. So you can connect with me on LinkedIn. My LinkedIn's, well, the URL would be linkedin.com slash IN slash Beahabate. So that's P-E-A-J-A-P-A-T-E. And then what else? Oh, you can follow me on Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Instagram. Instagram at Yang Pahabate. And yeah, so those are my two main socials. Yeah, so check her out, guys. Uh, message if you have any questions for internships or message the clubhouse. Then we'll forward your message to me. But to everyone, to everyone listening, again, this is the Clubhouse Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on our Instagram at the Clubhouse Podcast or Facebook and Spotify at the Clubhouse. And again, we have very, very big announcements coming soon. This August, actually. So don't miss out on these announcements, these updates, and we'll continue to bring in more industry professionals here at the clubhouse. And if you guys have any suggestions, any recommendations for the clubhouse, don't forget, don't like, yeah, just message us on Instagram or Facebook and we'll take that into consideration. So again, my name is Miguel Mendoza. And I'm Zach Pena. See you all next Saturday for another special episode. Yeah, this is clubhouse.